Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe, and I am excited to talk to you today. We are nearing the end of 2018. Christmas is right around the corner. Some people are excited. Some people are sad. We're almost to winter, the official start of it. And where I live, that means the inundation of snow and ice. And drivers who think because they have four-wheel drive, they can still stop on a dime. And they often don't stop until they hit something, sometimes my car. All right, I want to talk to you today, man. I There's so many things I'd love to talk to you about today. I watched a video recently uh, that was satire, but it was so on point about how everything we do today, there's somebody to try to guilt us into it. I, I, I saw a post, I don't know, a couple weeks ago on Facebook. Somebody put up, what is your app of shame? And then I actually responded, I think that's a silly idea. Who, why in the world would you have an app on your phone that you're ashamed of? Like a game or something. Now, we're not talking about something like, if you have porn on your app, or, you know, a porn app, I could see maybe being, I could see being ashamed by that. Not good, but you see, maybe. I know somebody's going to write me and tell me how wrong I am to judge those people, but I could see that. But we, we, we as a society, we just like wallow in shame. I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about 2019 and what are you going to do with it? Let's kick it off. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Christmas is almost here. New Year's is almost here. And it seems to me that as we look to 2019, one of the things that we have to consider is we have become a society that wallows in shame but never actually does anything. And we're, ne- we're always willing to kind of shame other people. Are you the counterpoint person, right? And I realize there are people with personalities that are just somewhat contrary. They hear things, they think of multiple sides. To many extents, that I have that personality. Uh, somebody will say something, and in my head, I'll think, yeah, but, and sometimes I'll say it. But but I want to talk about the people who are like, they can't be happy for anybody. Because, oh, well, their life is fake on Facebook. Now, are there people who live fake lives on Facebook? Yes. But are there people who just like sharing pictures of their kids? Yes. Are there people who are actually just truly in love with their spouse, and they want to put that on Facebook? Yes. Are there people faking it? They go to the warrior dash and they don't actually do any of the runs, they just take pictures at the obstacles? I'm sure. I've never actually met one, but I've met people that I trust who have met one. But what does that have to do with our society? Like, one of the things that we do as a society, and I've talked about this ad nauseum, I'm going to keep talking about it, we so much live at 100% zero. Oh, well, McDonald's, you know, if you eat eight Big Macs a day, that's bad for you. Okay, well, what if I eat one Big Mac a month? Well, but that's how it starts, you know, and your kids, whatever you do, I hate this phrase. Can I just tell you, there is a phrase I hate that I I actually wish, and I'm for small government, but I wish we could just have it removed from, from our vernacular. Whatever you do in moderation, your children will do, and I don't even know the rest of it, your children will do a lot of, That's absolute horse dung. Horse dung. It's just stupid. It's manipulative 
and it's hogwash, it is shame-based, and it doesn't actually offer any way forward. I guess I have some strong feelings about that. What I want you to consider is as you look to the end of this year, and I read a blog post this morning by an author that I follow about how terrible his 2018 was, and I feel truly bad for the guy, and I know that there are a lot of people that 2018 was rough. And to be honest with you, in some ways, I'm really glad that 2018's ending. There were some things in 2018 that were just, eh, for me. And I'm glad that they're done. But what are you going to do in 2019? How are you going to live life? Are you going to embrace shame and just kind of live there and roll around in it? Are you going to do something and and, and change some of those things? Because, But here's the thing you have to consider. My, My wife and I talk about this a lot. If you do something, if you actually lay it all on the line, somebody's going to criticize you. Because we just seem to embrace this shame run that we have, and we just seem to embrace the idea that we're better off if we're criticizing people, if we're criticizing each other. Really and truly nothing could be further from the truth. Well, Joe, you just criticize those people that say what our kids do in moderation. I didn't criticize them. I criticized the saying. Uh, Because we have to look at the whole thing. We're going to talk about goals and the new year that's coming next week. This week, I want to talk about a theme for your year. And you're like, you might be thinking, Joe, you're going to dedicate a whole episode to a theme? Yes. Yes, I am. Because I think your your year's going to have a theme whether you intentionally do it or not. Right. For a lot of people, their theme is I hate Donald Trump or I I have a friend I've talked about him before. uh, uh, I I struggle to be around him right now or to talk to him or to watch his Facebook or his Twitter because literally everything is about how much he hates Donald Trump and the Republicans. That's his theme. Whether he knows it or not, that's his theme because it oozes out of him. The question is, does he want that to be his theme? Like literally, in fact, he said to, to another friend of ours who's a little bit more centrist, he said, you know, I, I get it. You know, the Dems have, have their own issues of evil, but they're just not as open about it. And my, our other friend was like, well, hold on. You know, that can be a moral, that can be a slippery place to be. I don't remember exactly what he said. But the, the friend that I've just kind of put on avoid responded with like, proof 101 of to what was being, he was being cautioned against. No, no, no. What I believe is right, and it's just his theme. I'm right all the time. I have other friends, their theme are sports. Just sports. You, you run into him at the grocery store, you talk to him, you go out to dinner with him, and it's just sports. I have other friends, it's entertainment, it's fun, it's happy. Whatever your theme, you're going to live it, and you might not know it. So what is your theme? And here's the thing. If you become intentional about it, if you take back the living and say, I'm going to live out of this theme intentionally, you create benefits for yourself that you will find throughout the year. You develop yourself. You can help develop the people around you. And it's not that my friend can't dislike Donald Trump or even hate him if he wants. Hate his policies. I think it's a little silly to hate someone we don't know. I was not a fan of previous presidents, and I've always made the distinction of saying I dislike their policies, not them. I don't know them. But once you have a theme, then you kind of have the principles that you're going to focus on. And I would submit to you that we've lost some of these principles with our current model of identity politics, identity sports. Right? Uh, my wife and I were at a party one time, 
and she got in a conversation where someone went on for about 25 minutes on a topic that my wife just doesn't even, she told me later, she said, I had no idea even what she was talking about. Whenever you meet that, that whenever you run into that person, all she talks about is this one topic. That's her theme. So I want to ask you, what was your theme for 2018? What was it that you did intentionally? 365 days ago, you were sitting this many days away from Christmas and this many days away from the new year. You might have set New Year's resolutions. If you did, I don't think they probably worked because they typically don't. There is something I love about the new year, this newness, right? We get to start over. And I think any day, you could decide today that you're going to start over, that you're going to do something new. But a, a new year is kind of this blank canvas. So I want to encourage you to stop and think about what's the theme that I'm going to live out of in 2019. What is going to be my focus? What am I going to talk to myself about? What am I going to intentionally do? Like maybe your theme will be learning. You're going to intentionally do things that push you to learn. Maybe your theme will be forgiveness. Maybe your theme will be grace. Maybe your theme will be self-development. That's not quite as good as the other ones because we don't quite know what that means. We'd have to define that. We'd have to work it out. But if you do those things, if you put in that work, you will find benefits that you're not finding by living unintentionally. One, one of the books that I read in sometime in the last two years, I actually just reread part of it and I'm going to continue to reread. I'm going to reread the whole book here, hopefully by the end of the year, is called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. I once put up on my Facebook a question that asked, do you believe that there's only three types of people? A fool, a wise person, and an evil person. And I asked, you know, my Facebook people, do you agree with this? One of my friends who's a pastor that I actually thought would agree with it got really angry. And I, I don't even to this day know why. But the question, became, in fact, he called it a stupid question. The question I have is, Why? What does that have to do with themes? Well, a wise person plans. Whether or not you agree with the, the, there's only other two categories. A wise person plans. And wise people tend to do better at life. And I know that that can be a hard word, but it's truth. Wise people tend to do better at life. It doesn't mean their life is easier. It just means they handle their problems typically better. In part because they've planned for them. I want you to be wise. Maybe that's going to be your goal. Maybe your theme is going to be wisdom. And so you're going to purposely do things that help you cultivate wisdom in 2019. You see, wise people live intentionally. One of the things that I appreciate about the book is he talks about how endings are natural. Things naturally, and again, this is the book by Henry Cloud, excuse me, Dr. Henry Cloud, called Necessary Endings. I've never met the man. Uh, I have no idea if he's one of those guys that you know will correct you if you don't use the doctor in front of his name. But I do know that wise people live intentionally. They plan, and out of that planning, they live intentionally. If you want to have a, a better 2019, you have to plan. So you got to take some time, and you have to ruminate about 2018, because the, the wise people accept the idea that endings are natural. Endings are common, they're normal, they're part of life. So as 2018 comes to a close, what are you doing with it? What did what went well in 2018 for you? To be honest with you, there are some things in 2018 that were fantastic for me and my family. 
Uh, we were able to do more camping this year as a family than we've ever done in the past. Uh, we went on a great vacation. We were able to spend a lot of time together. It was wonderful and awesome and fun. There are some things in 2018 that were awful. A very good friend of our family's passed away. Uh, my father-in-law had some medical issues. My dad, I got to see my dad for almost a week. I hadn't seen him in a couple years. I got to see. So there are things that were good and bad, right? And you just sit down. I encourage clients when they do this to just sit down with a piece of paper, maybe a notebook and a pen, and just stream of conscious. What went well in 2018? What went well in, or what didn't go well in 2018? I was able to publish a book. Some of the things, some things I learned a lot from that. Some things didn't go the way I had hoped that they would. There are some things that I'm going to do different with my next book. In fact, there are some things that we're going to do different with that book, and we're going to republish it. There were some goals that I set that I didn't meet. There were some goals that I set that I did meet. There were some goals that came up in like February and March and June that I didn't think about in January. Uh, you know, they all came out of my theme for 2018, which was my personal theme. I'm not going to share it with you. You don't have to share your theme with me. But what's going to be your theme? If, if One of the things, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you to think about living 2019 a little bit more intentionally. And here's, typically you might be thinking this, typically I get some pushback of, oh, if I have to live any more intentionally, I'm already wore out. I'm already tired. I'm already, oh. Well, okay. Maybe you're all those things because you're not living intentionally. Because one of the things that has been a tremendous benefit to my life as I have gotten more intentional about how I live is I say no to a lot of things. A lot of things. I just say no. I'm done. I can't do that because it takes me away from this. Remember, we talked a little bit about what's your mission statement for your life. You need a mission statement for your life. In fact, uh, a lady in my community uh, I put up on Facebook, one of our companies had it up on Facebook. Do you have a mission statement for your life? And she was like, no, I just kind of take it as it goes. And then she said, but businesses that don't have a mission statement tend to wander and squander. I wonder if that's happening to me. And then she put, oh, you always stir it up. And then she put a smiley face. So I'm hoping she meant that was good that I stir it up. I'm not quite sure what it is. I'm kidding. If you want to be wise, if you want to have a better life, if you want to have a life that is probably more fulfilling, you have to live intentionally. And in living intentionally, you start out with planning. You have to plan. You have to look into the future. You have to, because as you look, look into the future and the better the plan you have, the more easily you can adjust to the challenges, to the problems, to the things that life throws at you. One constant conversation that I think you should be having with yourself, with people in your tribe, if you have them, is what are the values and principles that I live by, right? And this idea that he brings out in the book that endings should be normal. They should be a part of life. They are normal. They are part of life. You're going to have to accept it. Friends of mine are putting their dog down this week. Last year, we're almost coming up on the year anniversary of us having to put down our dog. It was kind of my dog, right? We have three dogs, or at the time we had three dogs, and and Sam was was kind of my dog. We've had her, we had her for eighteen years. I'm still talking like she's alive. Ah, uh, right, that's a natural ending. I think a lot as I get older. I think a lot about death. That's a natural ending. 
you plan, you adjust, you live intentionally, and then you accept those principles. You think about it. I think the new year is a great time to spend some personal time reflecting on what are the principles, what are the things that I assume. So I was talking to my dad this week on the phone. He's going to, I don't know that he even listens to this, so I don't know if he'll know I'm talking about him or not. But we were talking about friendships and we were talking about how in different stages of life, you have different friends that come in. And in my life, as I look back, I can see people that were a part of my life. They came into my life. They were friends. Uh, Some were good friends. Some were not good friends. And I thought they were. And then they move on or I move on, right? They like my best friend from high school. He still lives in Pennsylvania. I live in Michigan roughly 10 hours apart. We don't talk much. We don't see each other much. If I get out there, I text them, hey, I'm in town. Can we get together? And we kind of just pick up where we left off, but it certainly isn't the same type of friendship. He and I haven't had a a deep heart-to-heart about, you know, fears or, or dreams or aspirations. I have a friend in college who was my RD who greatly influenced my life, but now I live here. He lives in Pennsylvania we don't talk much. We don't talk nearly as much. Maybe once a year, twice a year. I was out to PA two summers ago and I saw him. Uh, We had lunch together. We spent most of a day together. It was a fun time. He sat in. I got the guest lecture in a class and he sat in and it was a great time. And when we get together, we pick up. Now, what's interesting is we're probably closer than my friend from high school because we probably still have a few more of those deeper conversations. But in a very real way, those con- those relationships have changed. I've had some friendships that have just flat out ended. I mean, we stay, you know, we stay in touch on Facebook or whatever, but I've moved, they've moved. Life's just changed. We've just changed and it's okay. One of the things that if you, if, if endings aren't part of your life, you can rarely grow because every growth is spurred on by an ending of something. And so you have to have some level of ending so that you can move on. And here's the problem. We tend to grieve loss, right? Every loss is change or every change is loss and every loss is grief. And we tend to avoid grief. So maybe your theme for 2019 will be, I'm going to embrace grief. I I don't know how that would work, but you could certainly do it, right? What is the theme that you're going to have for 2019? And then out of that theme, what is the principles? What is the goals? What are the steps that you're going to live out of? If you develop a theme, it will help you be more intentional about how you live. It will help you have a better understanding of what needs to end from 2018 into 2019. What's the theme for your year? That's the question that I want you to ask. I want you to take some time and I want you to start out with this question. What went well in 2018? Did I have a theme for 2018? If you did, how'd you go? Some years I've used the same theme, like multiple years. In fact, 2018, I had the same theme as 2017. And I'm not sure what my theme for 2019 is going to be. I usually set a goal at the end of January. I want to kind of have it nailed down. What is the theme that I'm looking for? What do I want to accomplish comes after I understand what the theme is for the year. All right. So I want to encourage you as you are processing your Christmas, your holidays, the end of the year of 2018. I had so many people this week tell me that they are happy 2018 is coming to an end. I want to encourage you to look to 2019 with expectancy through the filter of having a theme. And, and, you know, some people are like, well, this sounds kind of wonky. Yeah, but 
what it does is it gives you focus. It helps you know what you're going to say yes to, what you're going to say no to, what you're going to strive for, because we have more choices today than ever. We like Go back to the beginning of this podcast. I talked about how we kind of wallow in shame. I think part of it is because we have so much. And like we have so much, we should be happy. We can literally get on a plane and fly anywhere. We can reach out and see and have a conversation with loved ones face-to-face, even if it's through a device, and we find reasons to put people down, to put ourselves down, to feel bad because we're afraid to feel real emotions and we're afraid of the failure of choosing and picking, which then leads to real emotions that are negative. So I encourage you, pick a theme, write it down, talk about what went well in 2018, what didn't. What would you love to see be your theme in 2019? Let me know. Send me an email, info at joemartino.com. Put podcast in the subject line. You can also reach me via Twitter at joemartino and online www.joemartino.com. Thanks so much for listening. I want you to know one of the things that I've loved about this year is this podcast and the feedback that I have gotten from you, the people who listen. I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you let me know what you like, that you let me know like, hey, you're behind on getting one out. Uh, I appreciate you very much. I look forward to 2019. If there's something you want us to talk about, let me know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.